Hey guys, so this episode was recorded last week Wednesday, which means it was recorded way before um, the recent Tamisha Iman Nessis. So that being said, Bob and I are obviously fully aware of it. And if you want to hear us talk about that, then you can go to our Patreon to hear our full thoughts and opinions about the Tamisha Iman meltdown. And hearing Tamisha Iman is coming for me. <laughs> Or us, honestly. Anyway, so you want to hear that full story, go to our Patreon. Otherwise, this podcast is going to be specifically and solely about our overall thoughts and opinions about season 13. My name is Bob the Drag Queen. And I'm Money Exchange. And this is Sibling Rivalry. Drag race, start your engines. A drag race, may the best woman, best woman win. I don't think they have, they don't have the intro song anymore, do they? Yes, they, they just do. have just they, the. They still do. They did just have like the t- the tag on it because they didn't want to say may the best woman win. I I don't know. I, I haven't uh, listened that intently, um, but you. I'm pretty sure. I, I think I think they changed it so it's not like may the best woman win. I mean, Rue also actively chose the season to not say that. He was like, I mean, the best queen win. Uh, the best drag queen. I mean, I have not uh, been looking that intently at the uh, the intro song, but um, in my head, they, they probably still say that I'm sure the song is still available on uh, iTunes. I mean, RuPaul's old songs that are very problematic are still available on iTunes. So I have a, 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 a shock. I'd be shocked if it wasn't in there. I think, but I think his catalog is something different. I think for the show where he has been taken to task on his um, exclusory language and some and certain things like the shemale uh, thing and all that, I think that for the show itself, I think that's it's a little bit standalone. They're like, we need to really handle this with care and be a little more intentful and tactful on how we say shit and our that can be harming or make others feel bad. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it'd be easy to find out. We, we could find out within a matter of minutes uh, if they still say "May the best woman win." Um, but I, again, I've certainly not um, done enough investigating into um, the opening of each episode to remember if. The well, I think you line. just can't afford the full thing. You just you just watch the bootleg version, which don't have the intro in it, which is very niggerish behavior of you. Well, I, I watch it on Sling. Sling is like a, a internet uh, cable um, thing. I do want to say I normally say you're in a mood, but you are in a. Mood, Bob. You are the moody one. On this, Bob. You are. I open. We open the thing today, and um, for something that we're gonna talk on the on the podcast. About everyone knows what they were trying to have Rose on the podcast. So when they was like, "Should we have?" Oh, I'm a little busy right now. So when they was like, "We should have Rose," but if Bob's schedule is too busy, we'll just it'll just be me and Rose. And I was like, "But I think the whole point." Was that you and I do it together? Money's like, just do it without you, and I was like, but that's well, not my the point. Th- see, you're already you're already telling half truths. My thought is like, oh, Ro- uh, it could be a thing like Rose is filling in for you, kind of like when I was busy and I couldn't record the podcast and I was um, traveling in Europe. How you did episodes with Miss Cracker, you did episodes mm-hmm. with Honey Davenport, you did you did episodes with fucking Squiggly Bubble Pants from Brooklyn, some random bitch. You just do a podcast just with them. Miss Cracker and, and then, Davenport, but go on. Right, you did that, and then I was like, oh, well, maybe since you're really busy, Bob. Rose 
because they and I can do that, do an episode together, and then we can talk shit about you. Maybe talk about some of your looks. You can talk about my looks, whatever, and then we'll do one together. And it'll be it's just extra content. We're not taking anything away. We're adding things. Is what my process was. But and I was you know, saying, I'm Bob sure was like, no, that was yeah, like, this is my that. podcast. How dare you? We cannot have anything on this podcast. It's not me. I was like, that I literally, you, I didn't argue. You and I, you know, I didn't argue. I, I didn't do anything. That. I was like, I was like, you okay. And I, and I was like, no, I didn't say that. You know, you're lying. And you and I both okay. didn't say that. What I okay. said was Monday. The, so wait, what I, I said, nothing without me. We can, I said that. Verbatim? You was like, wait, you did was I say like, that? You was like, you, like, you, yes, you were like, you're like, you're like well, Monet, it'll be really weird for me to have a civil no, rivalry on my podcast, and said, I'm not no, on no, it. No, no, you just said no. We can never do anything without me. So now you switch up the story. So which one did I actually say? You said both. So you can say all the things. You said both of those things. So I wait. So remind me. I said no. We can never do anything without me. This is my podcast. I said that out of my mouth. Yes. And Jacob now, can corroborate that. Now, now y'all know. Well, y'all know that Monet will lie on the podcast uh, quicker than um, in, in the New York minute. And they've caught you in your lies. Well, that's Plenty also false. But you told that lie again. But anyway, what I said was, I think the point of it is because people think that I have some sort of contention with Rose, they would want to see me and Rose on the same podcast. And they would get it eventually. But since you were really busy this week, Rose and I could have done one together and that could have been really fun. And then be you and you, Rose and I could have done one next week. And just give, maybe even the patrons could have that exclusively. Bitch, this thing, the I'm not that busy. There's everyone. time. I have a day off in a couple of days. How about them apples? Okay. <laughs> and then, and then, and then we were talking, then when it was like, we should rate the season out of one out of 10. I was oh, like, well, that was another. And I said, well, it makes the most sense to rate it on a scale of one through 13 because that way you know where it stands within the season. When they was like, but we've already done that. And I was like, well, since we're doing a retrospective on the whole season, mm -hmm. it stands to say that we're going to, we're going to talk about something more than once. And Jacob and I, and my uh, this was Jacob's logic with doing one through ten. We had a similar logic where we were like last episode we did a one through thirteen, and we're not necessarily rating this se this season against the you others. Better act like Jacob. Uh, J uh, hold on, you. hold on. Let me you finish what I'm saying. Like Jacob was Wait, like, let me finish yeah, what I'm bitch, saying. Me too. Let me finish what I'm saying. <laughs> and then J Jacob did. When we were talking about it, Jacob was like, Jacob and I were literally like one through ten because we're not trying to rate it against the other ones. Bob is always trying to pit pit shows against each other. That we're just saying awesome. on a scale of one to. We're just saying, as on a scale of one to ten, how how does this how does this season make you feel? Well, it doesn't have to be against not, the other. That did not happen. Jacob said, "Oh yeah," and then you said you got like you and Jacob held hands and you swayed. Back you and are forth, making this up. And you, you Bob, like, you have right, painted Bob. this. We, you have made this whole thing up. We this as is, a unit believe that we should not be putting seasons against each other. Listen, I'm not. I will say the last episode of the podcast. I want to rate the seasons. I would like to see what season was better than what season. I'm not here being like all seasons are valid and equal. Well, no you have a whole you have a whole Twitter, and Instagram. You can you can you can do eight. You can do you can take sixty nine polls if you want to on your fucking and Twitter, luckily, and Instagram. I also have a podcast. So let me tell right now if Mo Monet. Monet is the kumbaya queen all season. I did not say I'm kumbaya all queen. Are equal. Let's not pit seasons against each other. Bitch, I'm ranking seasons on this day. Uh, bitch, go ranch fucking seasons of love. I don't fucking know. See, Monet is in a mood. Y'all, this is going to be a great one. <laughs> not Listen, in a mood. Y'all, also, earmark this point. This is going to be a good episode. <laughs> So the last episode, the one about reality TV, literally the comments of Patreon are like, Bob was on one today. That's, that's, but, you make up the comments. Jacob, all the time. Jacob, can you please chime in? And am I being crazy? Did, are the fans not saying on the Patreon about Bob in the last episode? 
Yeah, please do. I was literally reading it. Monet was sure you were about to. Monet was like, Jake is about to corroborate my shit. I'm just saying, dude, you you can you can read. I know it's really you don't really know how to read or write just yet, but just take a few not, lessons and go read the comments. They literally talk about how I can't read. You Monday, not that crunchy audio is is it's, it's the audio for me. Let's talk about these looks before you. Uh... We're not talking about the looks. You know, you're not even reading the document. We're not talking about the looks first. We're gonna let's, do. We have other things we need to talk about. Let's go into these. Uh, this fucking document. Y'all, Lord, may the, listen. I'm not even religious, but Jesus, please be 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 a drop of patience while I deal. Uh, I've, I've been uh, this little TikTok's being. I've been thinking there's like, um, there's this this theme on TikTok or this like trend on TikTok, and I want to do one that says like, how close are you to just hauling off and smacking Monet? I'll be like, I'm almost there, <laughs> almost there. Do you want to apologize for your behavior before we get into this episode? Your Which, demeanor, your I, nasty demeanor. Oh my god! Do you want to say anything? So if you, do you want to apologize for your nasty ass demeanor before <laughs> before we read this document? <laughs> before we read this so document, ridiculous. you are so ridiculous. Anyway, guys, this is the last episode. Wow, Jimmy's our patron, our <laughs> A sibling watchery. Yeah, for now it's gonna be Monet and Rose. The 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 the. Uh, <laughs> Mose, I'm into it. Mose, the Mose. You know what? Honestly, let's let's see let's see how the, how your uh, how y'all's followers go. Anyway, oh Mose, that would be cute. Mose, that's actually really cute. Not for the name, Mose. What about the, what is the content gonna be? The content be great. Rose is funny. Rose is everything you are. Plus, she's white, so we're really gonna succeed. <laughs> wow, you really are the one today, ladies and gentlemen. Mose, who do you think from this season would you want to see on All Stars? Um, from this season, oh, I'll definitely want to see a Rose on, a, on an All-Stars. Um, I would definitely want to see a La La Rie on an All-Stars. I would definitely want to see, um, I think, I think Tina's the queen that will benefit from seeing herself on TV and being like, okay, I need to just, just burn my entire closet and burn everything I thought was cute, fly, You're about to put the whole cast on All-Stars. You're about to put everybody in because the cast on All-Stars. I just three. That's, I was I was said Rosé, Tina Burner, um, La La Rie. Those are the three I want to see on All-Stars. I would love to see uh, Tamisha Iman, and I would love to see Miss La La Rie on All-Stars. I think if La La Rie can, like, get it together with i think that that one really bad look did her so dirty like that look i mean if she has some good it was look, pretty bad that look was a massive stain on her uh journey on rupaul's drag race season 13 for sure but for that sure. being said i would love to see those two back on here as well and if i had to throw one more in if i had to throw one more girl in it's gonna be got mick oh yeah got mick i honestly even though got mick didn't win it really felt like she she did so well the last episode and to me it honestly felt like she won as well so that's why i didn't even think about got mick oh candy muse so you, so you, you don't you don't want to see candy muse on an all-stars you think candy starts to go on all-stars if candy muse was on all-stars that'd be great but if i was voting i've i've cast my votes for the three that i want to see i've i've so you don't want to see got Mick. got it so you hate i candy. said i said uh, got mick, bitch you didn't say got mick i said got mick Monet, what? But you know what? How much history are you going to rewrite on this episode? How much? I history? said Candy Muse. You you don't even you don't you, you don't even hear good. I bitch. I said Candy Muse. You don't hear well. 
No, you don't hear good. I said what I said. You don't hear well. If I was casting my votes for who I, if I only got to pick three, Candy Muse would not be in my choice. People to go back on All Stars. If she went back on, wow. would I be mad? No, but I'm picking three. You are doing the 29 votes. You only get three. You votes, fucking, babe. you hate black queens. It is honestly the way that you hate queens no, of but color. You, it is it's you. Disgusting. I hate you. You specifically. <laughs> I'm talking about you, you, bitch. What do you think was the most memorable lip sync of the season? Any of these lip syncs really rocked my world. You know what I mean? Like I, if I'm thinking yeah. hard about lip syncs that I like remember, maybe the one where Candy and what's her name both stay, but I also forgot who she was lip syncing against. So was it memorable? Yeah, I can't. Oh, it's Simone. It was Candy and Simone. Candy and Simone. I mean, actually, no, not but that. But when Lala Ree had that lip sync, everyone was like, "This is the best lip sync of the century." Remember the one where. Lala, with her in the bag look, I think it was. I don't remember. Yeah, and the, you know, she did it. But also, but you don't even remember who she lip syncs against. You don't even remember what song she I did. I cannot tell you. See, I don't know who it was. I don't know that any of these lip syncs were like, mem like memorable. Like, what is the last iconic lip sync to you from season, anyone from season, not anyone from season 12 I can't think of. Uh, season 11. Even, honestly, even Brooklyn is the last memorable lip sync I can think of. Do you remember the song though? I don't remember. So it was, was I'm sorry. It uh, sorry. It was it was it was it was it was Demi Lovato, right? Was it baby? I'm sorry. Maybe it was. That that actually I can Yeah, yeah, For Demi me, Lovato. This, yeah. If you can remember the two girls who were lip syncing and the song. So like Tatiana versus Alyssa Evans was doing Shut Up and Drive. Like that was a yeah. memorable lip sync. Like mm -hmm. that shit, like, oh bitch, I fucking remember this moment. But if I'm yeah, about, yeah, or, yeah. or like Alyssa Edwards versus Roxy Andrews and with my hair, I'm like, bitch, I right. remember her. Dita Ritz, Dita Ritz and, and the princess. Um uh uh what's This will be. Uh, this will be. I was I was gonna say this something about you. It wasn't that. No. This will be. Um yeah. But I feel like there was also I also particularly loved um Eureka O'Hara versus um, Cameron Michaels doing uh, New Attitude. I thought that was a great lip sync. That was great. Can y'all please sound off below if y'all thought that was a, an iconic lip sync? It was a good lip sync. It was really good. It was fine. Wow, wow, money. Why do you hate fat people so much? Wow. Yikes. <laughs> Wait, why I hate what people? Fat people. Yikes. Fat people? So, so you're saying Cameron Michaels is fat? Just one of the people identifies as his fat and you wow not you calling not you fat shaming cameron michaels you know, yes cameron oh yes God. you know i'm you know i'm the one with that odd view i think cameron michaels is a fat person that's that's my i, I mean my i don't put the words in your mouth i'm just I'm, I'm just i'm just repeating what you're saying baby i'm just regurgitating the, the what you're coming out your mouth well cameron you know how i feel now um <laughs> this is gonna be i'm gonna i'm gonna make it through this episode i'm gonna make it all the way through this episode um <laughs> Who do you think? Um, who do you think was the fashion queen this season? Like the fashion queen. All right, um, I'm gonna go ahead and go. I'm gonna call it right now for me personally. I'm gonna call it for Utica. Utica had some big flops this season, but in my opinion, the power of that sleeping bag dress was strong enough to ride her for a minute. And what, the reason why I feel that way is because one, she designed it herself. She made it in the workroom, and I still feel like to this moment. That sleeping bag is literally the best thing that has ever been made in the workroom on RuPaul's Drag Race. Hands down. I mean, I agree that it is the best thing that's ever been made in the workroom, but I just, I, just because you have one garment that you made yourself that was outstanding doesn't make you a fashion queen. I feel like the entire season, what how, how Simone has presented all of her runways and introducing things that 
we would not traditionally think could be on runways and could be fierce and could be beautiful. She has done that and turned it upside down. For the first time she walked out on that runway, the first runway, the fucking trains one, and she had a do-rag train. Like, I, it, to me, it's so many of her runways, I wouldn't even, people wouldn't even think that, that to let go of that route. And to me, the way that she wears clothes is just phenomenal. And I, I think Simone throughout the season was a fashion queen, but at the last minute, but I do think I honestly the 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 finale just stands separately to me because obviously you have it's you have watched the whole season and you have more time you know mm-hmm. not more time to prepare but you just prepare in a different way and I think Gottmik really came in the finale and really fucking fuck shit up but throughout well, the whole just season, to be clear the first time she walked the runway she was wearing the Polaroid dress not the do rag look uh, the do rag was like her third time on the runway she did the boxing look before that too did the she LeMay. the LeMay no was, the LeMay was before the trains one hundred. Was it one hundred? Huh. Gag. Well, yeah. I so I think that I think that Simone really has done some really beautiful work on the runway. She's I, my I, I agree. Queen. I agree that Simone has done some really great stuff. My favorite stuff that she did was the stuff that wasn't particularly referential. I also said the same thing about Gigi Good during her season. Gigi Good did a lot of referential stuff, and when it's referential, I mean, I think it's nice. Um, and also, there's probably a chance that some of the other stuff that 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 queens were wearing on the runway, like maybe, because I, I mean, I didn't like all of Tamisha's looks, but some of them I thought were really great, and maybe they were referential. I didn't know the reference. Maybe Utica's looks were referential, and I just, I just don't know the reference. But maybe because uh, you know Simone and I are probably closer in age than me and Tamisha. I'm, I am older than Simone, but I am closer to her than I am to Tamisha. Me and her have more uh, references and common than me and uh, Tamisha do. I also feel like, uh, I think that Tamisha and Utica were some of the best sewers. Like I loved her like. red her red pointy shoulder suit she came in the workroom in, and I loved her nice. sheer, her sheer look I also loved very much. I love that look. That was actually one of my favorite looks of the season to be honest. Miss Thing, have any of y'all tried reading the labels on store-bought cat food? I have, and they're filled with ingredients I can't even pronounce. Now, I know for me that's not saying much, but you know what I'm saying. That's why I switched to Cat Person Cat Food. It's everything my cat needs to stay happy and healthy. High-quality, high-protein meals delivered right to my door, and they'll do the same just for you. And if you order your starter box today, I've arranged for Cat Person to provide an exclusive offer of nearly 50% off just for our listeners. You're welcome. Cat Person is protein-packed and only uses wholesome ingredients. The food is grain-free and low-carb, so there's no room for the unnecessary fillers you find in many other brands. Cat Person delivers delicious, nutritious, and high-quality cat food right to your front door. You'll never run out or have to settle for what a store has to offer. Meal plans are fully customized for your cat and perfect for cats of all ages. There are 16 easy-to-serve wet foods and three different try foods, so you'll be sure to find the combinations your cat will love. Uh, Right now, Colleen is delighting in the tuna with the little um, salmon bits in there. Babe, baby, she is living for the dry foods, and she normally don't. And they always ship for free with the meal plan. You won't believe all that's included in your starter box. Listen to this. 10 cups of wet food, one bag of dry food, plus an entire set of serving spoons, silicone lids, and a scooper. I can tell y'all, sometimes I will open a, a tin, and you know, you, you're like, okay, there's like a bunch of food left here. Do I throw it out? But with these little silicone lids, it's great. You can put it right back on top, and it's all gravy. 
no pun intended. And Catperson offers a 30-day money-back guarantee on your custom plan if your cat doesn't love Catperson. No questions asked. Colleen is loving it, y'all. This is not signature to Miss Colleen, but a lot of cats don't jive with new things very well. And I can honestly say the first day I gave it to her, I put a little bit in her old dry food. Over the next two days, I put more and more, and now she's fully loving the tuna flavor. So she's living. If Colleen loves it, I am living for it. So there's that. You and your cat are going to love Cat Person as much as we do. Go to catperson.com slash rivalry and use code rivalry to save nearly 50% on your starter box with free shipping. That's catperson.com slash rivalry. Code rivalry to get nearly 50% off your starter box with free shipping. Catperson.com slash rivalry. Code rivalry. Monet, I was just looking up the Anchor app. Have you heard about this? I've heard of it. Something to do with podcasts, right? Okay, so Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's absolutely free. Mm-hmm. And they have this like creation tool that lets you record a podcast and edit it right from your phone or your computer. Oh, that's right, because they can distribute your podcast for you, and it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all the other podcast distribution places, right? Oh, and you will get the listeners, honey, and when you get the listeners, you make the coin thought mm-hmm. But here's the crazy thing. You actually don't have to have a minimum listenership to get money. You can still make coins. So it's essentially every single thing you need to make a podcast all in one place. Oh, you're just so tickled. You love the idea of making podcasts. I love you, Monet. I love you. Now listen, if you want to download the free Anchor app, you can also go to anchor.fm and get started. Who do you think was the comedy queen of the season? Got Mick. I've said it online multiple times. In my opinion, Got Mick has consistently been funny throughout the whole season. That's why I kept thinking it was so weird that time where Rosé and Tina Burner were arguing about who was the funniest. And I was like, bitch, neither one of you. Neither one of you. I, mean, I do think God makes it very funny, but I, I just think that Rose, to me, in, in my opinion, Rosé has been the funniest one this you season. You are sucking at Rosé because she's coming on the podcast. You are so afraid to give I have, I have, I have, like I have given my Rose. honest opinion. You're scared I have given my honest opinion Rose. about Rosé the entire podcast. I like how you think You're this a lightweight. Laugh You're afraid Rosé's going to fuck sort of you up. You're going to get a right. Rosé. You're going to be yeah. down. Yeah, I'm afraid that Rosé is going to fuck me up. You're, you nailed it, Bob. Like like, like Nicole Byer said, you nailed it. I caught you. you. Absolutely. You think Rosé was the funniest queen of the season? Yes, I do. Like in the comedy, uh, the stand-up thing, I thought Rosé, the, 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 the stand-up, the roast challenge, I thought Rosé was the funniest one in the roast. And I, I also, I thought. third in the roast. I, th- I thought it was, and for me, it was Mick, Muse, Rosé. I told you my thoughts and opinions about that. I thought that Candy was funny, but I feel like it's because people weren't expecting Candy to be funny, so it edged her up. It's like anytime someone on the show does something that people aren't expecting them to do, like some bitch that can't sew, she doesn't, she has bad clothes, and she does makes a really dope garment at in the when in one of those uh, design challenges. You're mm-hmm. like, I did not even know you could even put needle to thread. Congratulations, my dear. I feel like it was one of those. But so, but I just think that overall. Rosé's set was a funny. It was she was a funny set. I think she that's underplaying how well Candy did on that challenge. That's like like that's Sorry. why I was that's why I was uh, so shocked at that during the um I was so shocked that during the final acting challenge the uh, Honey I Shrunk the Queens Honey I Shrunk they were acting like like Candy Muse did a bad job and I was like I just don't feel like she did. I don't think that she's gonna win an Oscar, but I thought that she actually did one of the best on that episode. I was actually I was shook 
by them not saying that she was one of the best ones. Yeah, that was one of the main times we disagreed because she was not one of my faves in that challenge. I, I wasn't feeling her. Simone was my fave. Um, and who do you think, who is the villain this season? I don't think this season had a villain. You know, the fans love to paint Candy as this nasty monster villain. I don't think Candy was a villain at all. I think Candy was really confident in herself. I don't think this season had a villain per se. Like, there was no fucking uh, Bob the Drag Queen. There was no Derek Barry. There also, was Monet, no... I'm, so, by the way, just so y'all know, Monet is so... You are so manipulative. Monet goes on, on her Twitter... You thought I wouldn't see you, Okay. You, you thought I would let, let me let me talk. You thought I wouldn't see it because you didn't tag me. Monet says, who was the villain of season of season eight? She posted me and two queens who were clearly not. She posted me, Miss Congeniality, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, and then Naisha Lopez, who was also nothing but lovely on the show. At which point I would like to point out if you go under the comments, everyone is like, Monet, this is crunchy. Where is Derek Barry? Where is Acid Betty? Almost uh -huh. almost uh -huh. every comment. Uh -huh. Is like so, this is not the take. Where is Derek Betty? Where is Acid Betty? Mitch, as you're editing this, can you please? I'm, and I'm Mitch. I'm gonna text you the timestamp of the last episode of this podcast. Bob was like, Monet, you can make a poll saying doing it any way you want to, saying saying whatever you want on your page. You can put, and I still won't be the villain. I'm literally Wait, doing what you it, asked me to do. I'm, I'm you just, said, Monet, do whatever mm -hmm. you want, and I still will not be the villain of season eight. So, Mitch, I'm gonna say the timestamp. Please okay, put it on. in this episode of the podcast. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just gonna read out some of some of your uh, some of your comments. Me seeing this list without Derek Barry or Acid Betty, and it's a meme with someone going, mm, bitch, you know Cynthia was the villain with those motherfucking looks. The bitch was trying to blind us all, girl. I can just hear exchange right now. Oh, I can hear the exchange right now. Monet, you're absolutely the, Monet saying, you're the villain of the season. Me, this is not true. I say Derek Barry. There are most people going, wow, this list is very shady. Someone says Monet. Someone says Derek Barry can't win anything. Someone says, I don't see Derek. Someone says, not Monet trying to make a poll to show Bob as the bad guy. LOL. I listen to the podcast. So Monet, all the comments are like, your list is crunchy. Your list is crunch. I'm just saying, I'm, listen, I'm not discounting that. I'm saying I'm, you, I'm literally doing what you said on the podcast. You said, Monet, you can make a poll saying whatever you want, however you want to make the poll, and people still won't think I'm the villain. So I was like, got it. So and I made I the poll, the and now you're mad. proved my point. I think the comments. I'm just saying. I did, I did, I did what you asked me to do, baby. And I did I'm exactly saying, what I we talked about. I think the comments have proved my point, because everyone's like, Monet, this list is janky as hell, and you know Bob was not the villain of her season. If I had to pick a villain of this season, I would say it was probably Utica um, or Elliot with two T's because a there was... A villain? Yes, because there was the whole point during Untucked. Also, you didn't watch Untucked. There was the whole point during Untucked where everyone was like, girl, you are shady. You are shady. You read people when no one wants to be read. There was also the shady reading challenge. Um, there was also all the times that they showed that they insinuated that uh, she um, says things, says one thing to someone else, and then says something to the other person. And then there's also the fact that um, the behind the scenes tea of how all the girls seem to respond to Elliot, the way they seem to respond to Elliot just seems to be very villainy. But also, even on camera during Untucked and on during the season, there were a couple of times where there was, there seemed to be a narrative that Elliot, I mean, that uh, Utica says one thing on, on in confessionals and then says another thing in the workroom, which is I very- I, 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 
I wouldn't say that's villainous. Like, for example, you think of villains, like you think of season five, where Alaska Talks was, they, I mean, they literally bullied Jinx. They were like, you smell, your wigs are ugly, your mother don't love you, why the fuck are you here, you stupid, ugly bitch? Like, to me, that those are villains. I don't think, you could was doing some shady stuff. Mole was the was the villain. I think, I think that. Well, it, uh, it was Roxy, but I mean, people Roxy. lumped them together. When you think of the villains of Seeds of Survival, you say, oh, Alaska Talks was really mean to Jinx, but predominantly it was roxy being really crazy i think the but two villains to me that's villain were Alyssa edwards and roxy andrews Alyssa edwards was for sure bullying a lot of people she was bullying um uh the one who said back rolls she was bullying coco montrese coco was just sitting in the corner doing her fucking makeup and then all of a sudden she would roll up girl and, look how orange you fucking look yeah so i mean i feel like those were the two villains and maybe they're not you know not as as overt but then again you think i was the villain so your entire your entire perspective is skewed clearly i don't think you even know the definition of the, the definition of the word spell it um, <laughs> uh, but who, oh, so back to what we talked about earlier from a scale of one to 10, what did you give season 13? On a scale of one to 13. On a scale of one to 10. Bitch, you do one to 10. You're not my mama girl. You do, bitch, you do one to 10. Last time, last podcast, we literally, I literally, I wanted to do one to 10. You're like, no, Monet, let's do one to 13. And as a co-owner of this podcast, I was like, Sure, Bob. I'll do one through thirteen, and now this time I'm like one through ten. You're like, no, I want to do what I want to do. Bitch, so I'm, you know what? We, I'm we, not you amicable. Do whatever you want. I've never said I was amicable. You be amicable, okay. bitch. You be amicable. <laughs> God, this is a, this is this is this is what uh, Elliot was talking about. Aggressive ass black girl magic. <laughs> this is what this is. But it's not aggressive though. She wasn't aggressive with it. I would give for me on a scale of one to thirteen. I would give this a a six. This is like in the middle of the road for me, like rough, right below. The, I think that there, I think that uh, there are a lot of seasons that was that were more entertaining for me to watch as a viewer. Last time you literally said eight, and now you. I've had time to, to reflect on it. <laughs> okay, on a scale of one to ten, I give season thirteen a seven. I think that. Unlike like season eleven and twelve that had like I mean Evie was a little uh uh you know a dungeon dragony, but um season eleven and season twelve were tamer. They did just seem tamer in comparison to season thirteen. So I give and they had great this season had a lot of great runways. Like runways you're like, oh my god, so many good ones. So for that I feel that edges it up and I give I give it like a seven, seven and a half. Not comparing it to other seasons. Um, I think that for me, like one of the things about season, uh, season, what was Evie season? 11? 11. Season 11. 11 I like RuPaul. Now what season was she on? Um, I mean, season 11 for me was less about the looks and more about the personalities. I will never forget Raja O'Hara <laughs> being so mad good. at Plastic Tiara so because she got a, a hug. That shit was such good TV. <laughs> Silky Nutmeg Ganache yelling. I mean, I'm not gagging. If I had the lipstick, I was ready to do so. Like I know. If I had the lipstick, I was motherfucking ready. Watching watching Evie attack anyone who would breathe in her direction. <laughs> How dare you breathe? Um, they the were first all- episode, watching Silky Nutmeg Ganache grab Miley Cyrus by her wrist and fling her around like Cynthia from fucking Rugrats. It was like, hysterical. There was some great stuff on that season. I mean... I don't know what what is your least what, what do you have a least favorite season of Drag Race? Least favorite? Um, I do. 
Let me try to think. Least favorite. I'll tell you mine why you think. Mine is All Stars. What's 1. yours? All Stars One is not it. Oh well, yeah. All oh no, one. but according, but it, no, 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 no. From Drag Race, from RuPaul's Drag Race, not All Stars. Since it's two different shows, what's your least favorite Drag Race season? Wow, you sound like you're really against All Stars. Um, my my least favorite season of Drag Race, I'm probably going to go with maybe two. <laughs> Two with, 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 with Raven. Okay, you're the Raven stand. You're the Raven stand, Monet. I love Raven. Season oh, season two had great drama. They had great, especially considering the time. They had great looks. What? Yes, this is. What keep in mind. Keep what in mind, looks? season two. Keep in mind, season two was before they started. What, the, people what, didn't was, own was laces. It before, was it before sewing machines? They, they didn't have they didn't have lace fronts. There was a lot of things they didn't have in season two. Okay, no one had lace fronts. But what name the great looks? I'll wait. Name three of them. the wedding one. Tyra's 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 wedding look. Raven's okay. Raven's gold. Raven's uh, gold disco look. And what else? And one more. And then the and then the fucking gone with the window challenge. Fucking Morgan or Morgan and that fucking uh, or was it Sonique and that like warrior. Uh, 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 made from the curtains. That's those are great looks. They were they great. Were they were good looks curtains. in season. I mean, for, but it, I mean, it was still a good look. Utica made us from a sleeping bag. Doesn't like, doesn't said, discount said, it being a good you look. You said the one made from curtains. Like they were all made from curtains. Um, oh, for me, yeah, no. Season two was not known for his look. The only person who was rocking like original clothes was James, formerly known as Harris Sanchez. Everyone else was wearing shit from the mall. Yeah, they did because oh, that's also back then where they would have like four and five design challenges a season. Yeah, but drag back. I wouldn't say that back then drag. There were drag queens who made their own clothes. They just weren't on. Oh yeah, for sure. On RuPaul's Drag Race, there were for drag sure. queens wearing custom clothes back then. They just weren't contestants on RuPaul's Drag Race. For sure. I mean, look, you go back to season uh, season five. Roxy Andrews made she's she made all of her runways were fucking sickening, and she made like ninety percent of them. I think the best season... People don't know, Roxy can do everything. Roxy does hair, she sews, she drives. Roxy does everything. She does everything a drag queen like, should do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, the best season was probably season four. Season four was just pinnacle drag race for me. It was it's one of the... It's a tie between five and six. I was like, this is the drama of season four. Do you call? Do you say season... Do you, do you say Jeremy was a... Was a Jeremy, a.k.a. Fifi O'Hara... Was the villain of season four? Oh, Jeremy was the villain. Jeremy, formerly known as Fifi, was the villain of season four. Um, we found out off off show that uh, it was actually Sharon the whole time. Sharon is the villain Girl. of life. Girl. Um, but at the, at the time, like Latrice, um, that that Latrice Kenya Michaels lip sync was so legendary. Madame Laqueer, the wrestling challenge with Madame Laqueer, my uncle, I hurt my uncle. Um, uh, get those nuts away from my face. The the uh, the fucking uh, post apocalyptic. <laughs> post apocalyptic. I mean, Sean Beyond. That, that whole fucking everything about that season was just. It was premium. Ah, season five, girl. Willem, yeah, Willem getting eliminated, getting kicked off. Willem coming back and having RuPaul sniff a sticker and saying it's scratch and sniff. What's the scent? Oh, it smells like a sticker. Like everything, that season was just so 
I it's season good. five for me. Season five was good. Season five was fucking brilliant. It was a great season because where because I feel like season five had all the drama of four, a lot of the drama of four, but it also had great looks. Like the girls really came like you know to. I feel like season five was the first look was was the first season where like looks felt really important. Even though obviously before then people had great looks. Like you think of season three, Raja. The, the 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 ultimate fashion queen of drag race um uh had great looks but i think uh, collectively season five they all had like you just said season two looks. had great looks they did have great looks but i'm saying but season five felt the first season where it felt intentional like it was important like people were like i'm getting great shit made for the show season five yeah there was some I mean, there was some great fashion on season five jinx excluded there was some great fashion on season, on season five. That is so shady. You know Jinx was not trying to look on this show, girl. You know, you and I both. <laughs> I, I expect a different. I thought Jinx, Jinx probably turned the best looks for me. Anyway. I think we should go through these girls' looks, girl, and discuss yeah. their journey. Since we're talking about looks, let's let's start off with uh, Ka Mora Hall from the House of Hall. Um, Kamora. Kamora, I mean, in her, I'm really... Is this is is sticking out to me that she was gone first? One, two, three, four, five. We saw seven looks, and she was gone first. That's wild. Well, she made a pretty big impact. I would like normally like the first queen to go home. No one's thinking about them that much. You, you think of no shade, but like I always forget her name, drag and I her. don't even mean to drag her. Drag the girl who went home first on 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 season four. Uh, uh, her name is Alyssa uh, Summers. Uh, uh, Alyssa Summers, right? Alyssa Summers. At least that's something you think about that. Like you think about girls. Like, who went home first on season seven? Was it Tempest? Season seven was Tempest Azure. Yeah, Tempest Azure. But oftentimes the first girl who goes home first, you know, no one thinks about them. But Kamora has made a pretty big splash. Who went home I first on, on season ten? Do you remember? Vanjie. Legendary. Who went home season eight? Was it Dax? Okay. No. Nope. So it's it's interesting. Some people say that it was. Dax and Layla, but actually it was Naisha. And then next, Dax and Layla went home, but then Naisha came back. She came back, right. So technically right. it was Naisha Lopez. But then yeah, the next so, girl got eliminated at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think That's her best season was look so short. for me was honestly that, that black Mugler suit. Like it looks so, she looks so good in that fucking black Mugler moment. But the, the, dragon, the dragon look was great too, but this black Mugler moment, this wet hair. Is it for me? She just looks so good to me. I know the dragon one to me was so good. She had those big ass dragons on her shoulders. The train with the dragon spikes on the back. I thought that. I thought to me that was one of her. That was her best look of the season for sure. Yeah, I, you know what? Maybe I don't know. For me, there's something just so sleek about that 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 uh, Mugler look. That I just I just love. Like I just fucking loved it. You know, Joseph J. I would say. His first entrance uh, chicken feather look. That's the clucking looking and at all of them. Clucking and bucking. That's the best one. That's the one that looks the best to me. God bless her, Tamisha Iman. The for me the best look was definitely that that sheer shoulder flower moment. That was the best look for me. I think her best one was her entrance look. That red suit. It was a really. It looks. It, it fits her great. I love the interesting shoulder. Isn't the the detail on the lapels? I, so to me, that's her best one. La La Ree. I mean, for me, her best look was her when she when she won. Um, when she when she won Miss Congeniality. That that African uh, two piece. No, bitch. Her snake one. I love her snake look. The way how she got that snake, it was in the shoes and the boots and the headpiece, the mouthpiece. The, I, her snake runway was her, hands down her best look. We can all agree on her most iconic look of the season. 
girl. Them bags. Them damn bags. They're going to haunt her forever. Honestly, she needs to do an elevated version of the look now. She should. Oh, she should have. She's done saving a, for all stars. She should have done an elevated version of the look for the for the fucking finale. That would have been bananas. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it would have been bags. <laughs> Banana bags. Banana um, bags. Let's talk about Ellie with two T's, who also Elliot. had some really upset. Did you see what people said about the final episode about the top four talking about her? They were like, "Girl, they're not gonna have Elliot with no friends." <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, also had some really upsetting moments this season too. Yeah. Like, oh, I know her, her. Her little pink and white one, like not the flamingo, the other one with like that was one. She looks really good. She had that jacket. Oh, the one it. That, that was one where they made from the from the from the yeah uh, she, from the ball. From and the she made it there. That's the gag. The bags. It was from the bags ball. Yeah. Yeah, the bag actually, ball. I agree that that bags look that she made from bean bags looked really good. She did not mm-hmm. really embrace the material as they liked as I uh, got scrutinized for on Drag Race because it didn't. The look whole like thing it. is the material. No, it's not. It's not what embrace material means. Embracing means it doesn't look like what the thing is. Does that make is sense? it? Yeah, when they say when they say embrace the material, they mean like it. It doesn't. It it looks too far from the original thing. Interesting. I thought it was. I thought when they say that, just they're saying like you're not using enough, or like you're not embracing, it, you're not using it, and you're not using it enough. Like when they had the fabric wall, and someone someone has like a purple bag, but they just go and get purple fabric and make a whole gown and just put like a little bag on the on the shoulder. I'm like, I thought that's not embracing the material. But for example, so I the embracing material comment came from me because my dress didn't look like book covers, and I was like, well, it is. It is book covers. And then she was like, yeah, but you didn't embrace the materials. Like, Kim still looks like a book and has paper. And I was like, I didn't use pages, Mary. I guess I'm lip syncing then, mama. Her name um, is not Mary. Her name is Michelle. But she, but she does, but that, that is, that is a cute look. And I will say, she wore that wig. I don't think anyone's ever oh. won a wig. I mean, I think it's only three times here, but that's a lot for one season. That is a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. Like, but I'm you know, bitch. fully shook. Her most, I mean, we can all agree her most infamous look is that damn flamingo thing, child. I will never understand that look for the life of me. Well, it was that everyone was thinking. praising it on the episode. I was like, I'm leaving. I don't want to go to the school anymore. Oh, oh the judges, right? I was mm-hmm. like, these fucking people are fucking crazy. Let's talk about, let's let's move aside. It's our girl Denali. Um, about, oh, my God. I was literally going to say the same thing. You fucking, you are such a biter. Anyway, um, her best look, Roberta, I say... I say it's her Birds of Paradise one. I would say it's the cactus look from the finale. Yeah, I think it's her Birds of Prey one. Okay, let's go into. Tina. But looking at it like this, it I don't see the red in the, the the her colors. When you look at it like how it's laid out here, her color is not that pervasive at the beginning. Yes, but throughout it's not, which is crazy because I felt like it was every week. I think what happened was in the first two or three episodes she wore it a lot, and then people were yeah. like, "I want to kill her." But after that, she did do it less. I think her best look is actually one of her yellow looks. It is her taxi cab look. She looked gorgeous for me in that black um, Betty Page wig and that taxi cab look. I liked it a lot, actually. I didn't like that. I just hated those fucking tap lights from the from the from the damn discount store that she got. And she just put on her titties. I think her best look is the third one at the top. I don't know when that even was. When did that she was wear during, that? That was during the um the the fall runway, like Vamps to Tramps look. Oh, was this her first one? Her her daytime one? Lady, Lady in the, the Vamp. Lady in the Vamp look. 
Yeah, I like her Do first one, the lady look. Tomorrow? Am I going to have to uh, recap the whole show for you? You literally just call it uh, uh, an interview with a vampire, but, but, yeah, but yeah, I'm the crazy one. But you didn't even know what episode it came from. At least I knew what it was. <laughs> okay. I could have told you it was from, uh, back in the industry and you would have believed me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me, that's my favorite one of hers, honestly. People, but the fans like her Tin Man look a lot. They're like, "Oh, the Tin Man look." You turned it on that one. It was yeah, it was fine. It was fine. It was good. I think it was also because yeah. it was their first time not seeing her in red and orange and yellow, right? Like anything right. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. All right. Let's go on to Utica. Who? Who? I'm looking at her now. Hmm. Yeah, she has some. Great this is Bob's. This is Bob's fashion queen of the season. I think she has some great moments. I think that her fashion highs were really high. That's what I think. Her fashion highs for me were really high. Like this, uh, this look where she, um, the top right look, where it, it was part of the, the 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 bag ball. The second one with those, I did not like that. I also enjoyed her sleeping bag look. I also enjoyed her, I mean her monster ball or the way she was a monster. Um, I didn't think it was appropriate for the theme, but I thought it was a great look. I thought her finale look was really good. I enjoyed her um, her vamp look. I enjoyed her promo look. You didn't like well, her promo look? You heard it. You're, it, was, it was nice. It wasn't my favorite promo look, but I think it was a nice look. I didn't hate it. It was cute. I just I think that what, to me, Utica standout moments are the sleeping bag and her finale look. But also the way that, yeah, her sleeping bag and, and the finale look were definitely her standout looks of the season to me. Mm -hmm. Everything else was good, good or fine, in my opinion. I'm also taking into account that she seems to have had a hand in uh, making all almost all of her looks not all of them but almost all of them which uh which is, is a little bit impressive to me i know i i'm sure as hell would not do, be doing that if i was on her post drag race and let's talk about olivia lux olivia lux now she had some pretty great looks like yes she did her vamp and her, her lady and the vamp look to me were both very beautiful um yeah she's her lemay one was pretty she stayed stunning yeah. i mean her for me it was it was a yellow look with a big with a big yellow muff very pretty. That was the best Very season pretty. for me. For me. For me. That yeah, was it was one. gorgeous. Um, also, her 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 little uh, her little Beethoven one, her little uh, Ludwig von Beethoven playing the liar. Um, yeah, it was cute. Had some great ones. Um, I, actually, you know, I'm gonna redo my fashion queen of the season. I'm gonna give it to Gottmik. I am. No takesies, backsies. It's too late. It's, it's it, it been took back. Got Mick was just doing some really great stuff this season. And and at the finale, she really ate. Like, she was so good at the finale. Bitch, she fucked that finale up. So she I am revoking fucked. my title from Utica, and I'm giving it to Got Mick. Bob looked at uh, uh, Bob looked at the Yuka's package. They're like, "What the fuck was I smoking?" I just made that decision. <laughs> also, also, I know Bob so well. I I can see Bob looking through Utica's look, and Bob is trying to find Bob. Was like, and um, that one, um, those, those nails were really, they were really great no, on that. I, I, I was like, the mental gymnastics Bob no, is trying to leave no. through to convince himself that the ones that I said I liked, I really did. Like, I loved her promo. I loved her sleeping bag. I loved loved her. the promo, Bob. You loved I the promo. Liked Liked her promo look a lot, and if you go back and listen, if you go back and look at everything I said in the in the the first looks, I said it there too. It wasn't my favorite one. My favorite one was Candy Muse. The Muse okay. is back, top four bitch on the track. <laughs> also, what does she mean back? What, what what does she mean the Muse is back? Like it's not all stars. You didn't go home. Back from where? 
Bob, it was like the fourth challenge. Like, I'm back to do another challenge. I mean, everyone's back. Michelle was back. Uh, well, the, everyone should have said it. Then it the muse <laughs> is back. What, what, what do you mean? <laughs> Is music a big part of your life? Let me tell you about Anchor, Spotify's podcasting platform. There are creation tools that allow you to easily and quickly record and edit right from your phone or computer. And best of all, Miss Stang, she is free. With Anchor, you can create a Music Plus talk show. With Music Plus Talk, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes, alongside talk segments featuring your commentary. Miss Day, this is revolutionary. This is the future. This is happening now. Music Plus Talk is a new way to create with all the music that you love. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's from music analysis, your own radio show, a hosted playlist, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something the world's never heard before. You can do it with Anchor Music Plus Talk. Anchor will even help publish your show on Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Got an idea for a Music Plus talk show? Just head over to anchor.com fm slash music plus talk. That's anchor.fm slash m-u-s-i-c-p-l-u-s-t-a-l-k to sign up for Anchor and make your own Music Plus talk show for free. All right, so so we, we're going to officially crown the winner of, of Evie Ollie's Drag Race. Uh, now, before we get into top four, we're going to take a, take a little trip down memory lane and look at the most popular designers who are used on Drag Race. This is a yes. full Drag Race perspective from beginning to end. Yes, honey. So we're going to, Jacob has compiled all of the data here and is pulled from the queens who post looks on Instagram and tag designers. Kimchi started the trend of, of doing Instagram photo shoots for each look in season eight, which gag. So, so in season eight, she was the only one, no one else did it. She was the only person photographing and posting each look. Yeah. The uh, bitch, I remember thinking like, oh my God, that was so smart. <laughs> I remember being like, <laughs> I should have done that. <laughs> yeah it, it it picked up in season nine more but season 10 was like the first season where the majority of queens did their looks and photograph them and put and photograph them so this is just going from season 10 and beyond kimchi the trailblazer come on season honestly eight, season eight legends the legendary season honey the leg the first season to win an emmy honey <laughs> With that being said, some queens Can you don't acknowledge post it their looks. The first season to win an Emmy? Some queens go back and archive old posts. For example, we know Bicala has done a lot of looks for Drag Race. Aja, who was a major champion of wearing Bicala looks, she has deleted all of their photos from season nine and All Stars. Wait, wait, Aja deleted all the looks? Yes, girl. I just said turn it and burn it. What? Asha is having a very interesting relationship with drag and with fame. It's really interesting. Like she's quit drag. She is. Cameron Michaels did the same thing apparently. But also, I think it was a stunt because because Plastic Tiara deleted her entire Instagram at one point to promote her music video, and then Cameron Michaels was just like going. I no, no, no. It was it's to promote her OnlyFans. Oh, OnlyFans, yeah. And and Cameron Michaels was just going through it at some point, was like having a whole um, social media crisis where she had to like delete her social. But I, I think Aja was just like, 
I mean, Aja was going through a thing with her fame and her drag, and she quit drag at one point and then came back and was like, I'm a burlesque rapper. Now, now I'm a, now I'm a, she has an interesting relationship with, I'm, I, 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 and I have not dissected the whole thing. Is mm-hmm. it so anyway, that, that makes sense that she would, um, you know. Yeah. So that being said, we're starting at season ten and going to to the current season. Now listen, Monet and I apparently have to give disclaimers all the time. Let me make this very clear. We 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 have a very small team here, and by our small team, I mean is is a five foot six little Jewish man who is scouring the internet finding this. He's it's literally a small team, so there there <laughs> may be a hole in our data. Do not at us. Do not take any of our medical advice. Do not take our word as as final say. We think. Bitch, we think this is correct, all right? Because <laughs> you know they're gonna try to drag a hoe. Yeah, yeah, and I'll say, yeah, Rob just said it all. So fucking, so uh, you know what? We should run that twice, loop it, play it <laughs> twice. <laughs> all right, so Drag Race season ten. Okay, um, Hannah Quinn, Hannah Quest, Hannah Quest was used five times. Hannah Quest. Do you know who this person is? Yeah, she she's like she's Aquarius old roommate. She like she made Aquarius for example, she made Aquarius mermaid look. She's dope. She's a really good. Oh, uh, that's designer. amazing. She better work then. Yeah. So she was used mm-hmm. five times um by Aquaria. Um Garrow Sparrow was used five times by Miss Crack. Was 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 uh season five Garrow Sparrow's Damn. first season? Season ten, you mean? Yeah, uh, they, I think so. Yeah, nine yeah. nine and before they weren't necessarily tagging all their every girl wasn't tagging their designers. Um, Monet, you, yeah. you didn't put nobody on the map on your season. You could you couldn't do no designers. Domino Couture, Domino Couture. Rich, read the next one. Domino Couture four times, mostly Monet, but a few Aquaria. You Bitch, think so? It was, you think you put Domino on the map? Yes, on season ten. Bitch, no, no one, no not, one knew Domino major stuff. Did you put Domino on the map? No, no, no. For for in terms of drag race, I think that I was one of the big people to use Domino. You used him for your finale, um, but no one was like it wasn't a big thing back then when you uh, when you and Thorgy and Asabetti used him, baby. So now Boom. Domino, when owes, I wore, what Domino owes you his career. Oh my god, you're so ridiculous. Okay, Domino's first season was season eight. Domino actually made Thorgy's neon dress. That was Domino's mm-hmm. first garment on drag race and he also mm-hmm. made my wig that i wore for the robot my, my legendary robot challenge he made he made the lace front oh, wig um right and he also did a blue wig for me for the for the so domino did my premiere look domino did my uh two no three of my premiere looks and then he did my entire finale package so i would say winning in a domino gown was a pretty big moment but no one knew that everyone knew when i when i wore domino for my for my promo look on season 10 and entering the room people were like oh my god work and that's when people like, you tag them everyone like goes you crazy no, no one knew one that knew. no one knew domino new york made your fucking finale package period that's not true i tagged him in it monet he was t- every everyone but no knew. one knew no one can y'all sign up below who who then, okay, who do you know domino more for myself or bob how did you find out about domino thor g thor that for you know that's a lie. First of all, bitch. Let me try right now. Domino is down the hall. We, I can call Domino down. We can settle this right the fuck now. Thorgy Thor is going to put me onto Domino, not you. Thor, Domino made Thorgy this blue and black. Domino made Thorgy this blue and white outfit at, and he dropped it off for her at fucking Hardware, not and he was interacting. Domino's career. You got some. I did but not claim his career. So you nerd. think that Domino owes you you know owes you his career? No, I'm, saying, <laughs> I'm saying it's not you. You just said you put him on the map. You got some. I did not say that. Oh my god, Can y'all, you, run y'all this is an 
take a prime example of I this said, gaslighting as my bitch. exact words were did you put them on the map and you said yes that is no i did not run the mitch <laughs> oh my run god that back anyway yo you are crazy Patrick Howell was worn by Eureka. Patrick Howell is actually Eureka's designer on We're Here. Um, so if you look at all, work. Of, all of Eureka's looks from season one of We're Here um, and from season two, which we're uh, currently filming, um, you can see some amazing work by Patrick Howell. And I actually had a Patrick Howell gown um, in my Pride series when I hosted the Pit Stop. Work. And Diego Montoya had three. Well, who, 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 who were Diego? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember who wore Diego. Oh, Diego. Cameron Michaels wore him for the finale. And Eureka, right. Yes, I know that um, for the finale. Diego's, I believe that Diego's debut was with Sasha Velour in that sure. um, that white dress sure. that's where the, the skull thing snapped off. Because Diego sure, used to yeah. really be into masks. Diego had this phase where he was like making these like unicorn outfits where it'd be like one horn coming off your entire face. But I, but he's he's moved on from that fantasy by now. Yeah, let's go to season All Stars Four. Where Monet and um, Couture. Domino Couture five times all Monet. Lady, the Lady Hyde Monet invented Domino Couture. Lady Hyde, aka Dallas Coulter. No, no, no we're, not skip, we're not skipping around. Let's let's talk more about you making the. Domino oh Couture. my God, all Naomi, Marco Marco was four times on All Stars Four. All Manila, damn, one girl sticks to one designer, huh? Casey Caldwell did three times. That's not true. I did. A, I had a Casey Caldwell on there as well. What case? Um, oh, wow, you been a drag geek. What Casey Caldwell look did you have? He, the club, the club one. He made that yellow and black thing that Monique and I wore. We talking about runways, Mary. We talking about runways, Mom. We're not talking about challenges. We're not talking about many challenges. It wasn't a mini challenge. It was a maxi challenge, first Mon of all. Monet was like, during the reading challenge, I was wearing a pair of pants. It was. Marco, it was a maxi challenge. Marco Marco lent me. I was wearing some Marco Marco underwear during the reading challenge. So actually, I. I, um, I actually, so yeah, that is true. So you should add that. Add that. Uh, five Marco Marco. Um, Diego Montoya was one time on All Stars 4. That was mine. My my Angelic White. You love talking about Angelic White. <laughs> You are obsessed. You oh my I god, you're so obsessed with talking about that. It is like your favorite thing to do. Like it is so exhausting. We have to listen to it. You are so ridiculous. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's talk about season eleven. Patrick Howell is back, back, back again with six looks for Nina West. And then who is Troy C four? Do you know? Oh, this. What do you know? What looks he did for Brooklyn Heights? I don't know. I don't know who the hell Troy C Ford. I'm trying to look him up on Instagram. I don't know who that is. You better drag Troy C Ford. I think Troy may have actually done um, that most recent Troy? look of hers, where she, where she was, um, oh. where she was like a, the queen. You know her queen of the North look. No, that's Thomas. That's no, that's Thomas Ogden. Oh well, then I clearly have no goddamn clue who Troy C Ford. Troy C Ford. Yeah, Troy C Ford did Brooklyn. Yeah, he's in. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know this guy, but he has a lot of, he's done a lot of looks for Brooklyn. And he's the only queen I've seen on his stuff. Oh, did he really? Oh, he's the painter. No, I know Troy C. Ford. I actually DM'd. Oh, the painter. I actually DM'd Troy a while back about trying to get a, a paint piece, but then things just fell apart. Oh my God, he was going to, he was going to paint my, for the new Seven Rivalry, so he's going to paint my Power Rangers look. Yeah, so, okay, I, I am aware of Troy C. Ford, actually. Yeah, Troy C. Ford is a painter based in L.A. He, like, airbrushes these amazing... I think he also did one for Nacia Lopez. 
um, back in the day during during my season. And she had this crazy look. I was like, this is wild. The neon one. Yeah. Like, his airbrushing is bananas. It's like bananas. Yeah, he's dope. All right, Tracy Ford. And then, of I'm course, Casey Caldwell was back with three looks, and then Garrow Sparrow. Um, the first time Evie Oddly wore a designer that had been featured on a season of Drag Race was before her finale outfit by Mondo Guerra, who was from... No, it no it uh, before her finale, yeah. Was by... Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, the first... Featured on a season of Drag Race before... Her, her her finale look was being my mondo. Oh, word. Got it. Okay, Jacob Jacob is now clearing up the wording. So apparently what happened was Evie Oddly had worn, like, either made by herself or made by, like, designers who had never been on Drag Race. So I guess she she's true to her word. She was she, she went fucking around and she said, y'all hoes be reusing people. <laughs> she sure was. She, she don't. She, she She's a woman of her word. Evie is about Evelyn that life. Oddly. She is about that life, girl. Okay, oh, so Evelyn. This is what's wild. All of, okay, out of nowhere, Florence Delee comes <laughs> storming onto the scene. <laughs> and let me just say, Florence Delee did actually make um, Sasha Velour's famous uh, He Loves Me uh, 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 emotion. Oh, did she really? Emotional. Florence Lee did make the emotional look. We're talking about runways. We're, we're, we're not talking about no, no, no little lip sync or no little challenge. <laughs> you are so childish. You are the I'm most, childish. You are the most childish person I know. <laughs> Flores Delee had 18 looks by That's Miss, crazy. Um, Miss Baked Goods. Miss Alcoholic, <laughs> Miss Alcoholic Baked Goods. Oh, my God. And I'm also wondering, is Jada Essence Hall, I mean, she's probably one of the only girls since Roxy and Tamisha who wore herself. <laughs> Wore her own shit, right? Yeah, that's well, actually, great. We don't know that. Again, we don't. We don't fucking know. We don't fucking know. But yeah. I feel like Roxy, Mon- Tamisha, and and Jada are the, the like two of the only girls who wear things they design and made with their own two homosexual. I'm pretty women. sure Raja did too. Her season. I'm not again. Who, who knows? But I think. But girl, Raja I'm was, like, I'm pr- Raja had on jeans. Like Raja, like Raja didn't make all but i feel like it was like she'll she like take like jeans and she'll like make something like she would like rip it up and do stuff to like make but like a designer wasn't like designing her clothes and giving her to wear you know what i mean um Mondo Guerra had seven looks on season 12 mostly jack jackie cox christopher palu had six on Chris, season 12 Kristen giggy had five florence de lee again with three more so he had 21 she had 21 looks no oh. that was a mistake oh jacob <laughs> <laughs> it disappeared like a thief in the night, girl. Um, Domino Couture had three. Who did he design for in season 12? Oh, oh Jan, probably. Jan, Janice Sportman. Jan, Jan, Jan. And Britta. And Britta. Oh, Wild. my God. Britta's that little red riding hood look. That, that was, was definitely Domino. And uh, Casey so Caldwell had two looks. I f- okay, Your I cousin. Like there's also this weird intersection where there are certain designers from Project Runway, like Mondo and um, Palu. Um or any other Christian Siriano did some stuff for me for All Stars. I, I didn't get to wear it. Did he Christian really? Siriano. That's no. not true. You're full of shit. But you made it to the last episode. You would you would have wore the Christian Siriano. No, no, no. It's because it's because like one of them, the train was really long, and I didn't want to wear it and inconvenience <laughs> everyone else. So I was like, I'll just, I just won't wear it. I just okay, are won't we do ever it going to see this massive train? Girl, no, we're not going to see that train. That does not exist. It does not exist. Candy Muse, you have 24 hours to respond. <laughs> <laughs> That shit do not exist. We didn't, like, 
I want to get to the bottom of this massive train. But also, why would you make that story up? That'd be so weird to make up. I don't know. It's so weird to. I, I don't know why she did that to herself. It don't make no type of sense. It. I, I can also see why you'd be like, okay, I don't know, because Candy Muse also strikes me the kind of person who would go, who would crawl through mud to prove someone wrong. Right. So I, in my head, I feel like if this train existed, we would have seen it by now. Oh, for sure. It does not exist. This train does not exist, bitch. Comment below. Do you guys think this train will ever manifest <sighs> in real life? Will it? No. Monet's saying no. I think that it, it might show up. If it shows up, what are you going to do, Monet? Will, will, you, will, you say, will you apologize? If it shows up, A, one, is probably being literally made in this fucking moment <laughs> and at, at a sewing machine somewhere in America or somewhere else. B, if it does manifest, I want to see the time. I want to see factual proof that it was made back in... When it's like holding yeah, oh, this, <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> like, girl, you're not going to get me. Do you remember the time I had that big train that was a cape for Miss Cracker during the Wizard of Oz number? Yes, yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna lend her that and be like, girl, just, <laughs> girl, just don't tell me I told you. All right, let's go on to season All Stars Five. I didn't realize that Mondo was being used as many times. I know. Blair Blair loves Mondo. Blair loves a lot of Mondo. And Mondo is New York City based. Um mm -hmm. Diego Diego had four looks on there. Three of them were in the top four. Um Diego is the finale girl. Yeah, he is. And I mean, he came through for fucking Got Me Girl. He fucking, he gr gathered all of our edges together with that finale look. I think bitch. two of probably Ooh. the most, I mean, I'll, I'll wait to, to we, we have one more season to do after this, but I'll, I'll talk about who I think that are probably two of the most legendary finale designers are probably House of Caney and, um, and Diego. Diego. Like, yeah, for and sure. what it is, you just need one time to fuck the game up and everyone's like oh this is the this is the one like this is the guy who does or the girl or the person who does finale shit that's of candy is good that violet chashki step down shit um three people used house of caney in their finales three since it was violet and then your your, your uh trinity and then um, oh, yeah. Jada also wore House of Caney. She did for her step down. Yeah, and people will save it for their for those moments. It's kind of like it, 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 you kind of put your stamp on that thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Finally, uh, season 13. Season 13. Girl. So Florence Lee was 15 looks. I think Florence <laughs> Lee is going to be the most used designer in Drag Race history. You think? I mean, I, I wish there was a way to go back and find out how many things Dallas culture has made. Because Dallas, oh, because I'm going to say, yeah, Dallas is probably really up there. Yeah, Dallas has made a lot of stuff. But also, maybe Dallas just isn't getting tagged like the other girls for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so Florence Lee at 15, 12 were Tina, 3 were Rosé. Marco Marco has 10 looks, 6 got Mick, 3 Simone, 1 Joey. Yeah, Marco Marco's kind of, kind of coming, coming in here, right? Right. Um, Rachel Ann Dombey and Utica did 8. Would you believe Rachel Ann Dombey and Utica make an outfit for you? I was about to say, do you think we'll ever see Rich Landombi again? Bitch, is Rich Landombi and Utica the same person? <laughs> <laughs> Utica's, Utica's ghostwriter name, Rich Landombi. Also, we need to fully put Gigi Good's mom on this list. All right. Because she, she made some stuff for Simone. She made an apple for Simone. Oh. Oh. Not she's fully not, the She is there. Wait, is she there? Where is she? She was Kristen Gedgey. We talked about her earlier. 
I actually mentioned. Christine. Oh, I actually uh, I wrote uh, Gigi Good's mom a while back, and she was like, "Oh, I'd love to design you something," but we just got busy, and she's a you know, I, it was all. Stuff. She was like, she's like, she's like, oh, I love to. I mean. I don't make stuff for big niggers, only in smaller that ones. Is, like, well, that is not what Gigi Good's mom said. Y'all I'm kidding. She did not say that. I'm kidding. Dumbo did, <laughs> did seven looks on season 13. And Casey Caldwell did seven looks. They were all for Rose. Oh, wow. Black and White Stripe oh, wow. and Casey Caldwell and Domino were all tied for seven looks. That's so interesting. Seven. Yeah. Diego Montoya has five. Palou uh, Christopher Palou had five. Four, four for Rose, one for Candy. Which one do you make for Candy? Christopher hmm, Palou. I don't remember. Probably that uh, BLM look. Maybe. No, no, no. That was uh, the, that was the guy that made... No, it was uh, some other guy who made that. Work. And the most popular designer award uh, go, oh for season God, 13 so goes to... Oh, my God! Florence Delee! We're going to send her... We're going to send her real quick. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so the Evie Oddly Mannequin Award goes to Tina Burner for only wearing Tina Burner only wore Florence Lee. Isn't that crazy? Well, but in the finale, she did wear one. That red dress was made by someone. Was was designed by someone. David Dalrymple. That was yeah. like her one. Um, and, and Evie Oddly yeah. Originality Award goes to Utica, uh, whose looks were made. Who, whose none of her looks were made by a popular designer until the finale with Joshua Aponte. Um, so Utica was the queen of originality, uh, always and forever. Yes. Good for her. Good for her. All right. So we're trying to guess me and when I, okay, so I'm going to, who was the most used between seasons 12, 10 and 13? We're including all stars. I'm going to go with the number one is going to be Florence Delee. I'm going to say number two is Marco Marco. I'm going to then go into, um, no Florence Delee, Jada Essence Hall, Marco Marco, and uh, Josh Juanaponte. Those are my top four. Yeah, I'm going to say the top one is Florence. Oh, yeah, Florence Delee is definitely the top one. Florence, Jada Essence Hall, uh, Domino Couture, and then Diego Montoya. All right, Jacob, can you um, reveal to us the actual order? So number one was Florence Lee. Florence Lee had thirty three looks. <laughs> Girl, Domino has is second with nineteen looks. Oh yeah, you. Uh, 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 Olivia had so many dominoes, right? Oh my God, Casey Caldwell is third with fifteen. That is wow. What well, him and Mondo have tied? You better Gag. Drag, you better drag Casey Caldwell. Marco Marco. I'm had dra- oh my God. Wow, Monet's Monet basically said, to, like like RuPaul said to uh, Candy, why are you in the top four? <laughs> <laughs> Marco, 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 Marco is so brilliant. Oh, he's yeah, Marco, so good. Marco's wonderful. Um, but then Diego, yeah. Diego Montoya has had 13 looks, and Diego has mm-hmm. designed more finale looks than any other designer. Gag. Gagatrondra. Gagatrondra. Did you have a finale look? What was your finale look for 10? Oh, yeah. No, I remember. Uh, it was Domino. Domino with the, with the sponge gown. Oh, yeah. Domino did do that. The sponge gown. I forgot what it was. Um, And All-Stars, we didn't get a finale. Well, like the last episode, we don't have a, like a finale look, though. But it's kind of a finale. It's the last episode. Are we going to talk about... Are we, are we going to talk about the looks of the top four? All right. Shall we get overall? to the top four looks, then? Yeah. 
right. I think Rose's best look was her demon one. That like red demon one. That was her best look of the yeah, season. Yeah, wasn't that Casey Caldwell? Yeah. Yeah, that, that really red demon look. look was popping and slopping. Rose looks good in red. Whenever she wears red, minus that root look, she has looked great. <laughs> Close second to me is her beaded one, though. That neon one. I thought that was actually pretty stellar. I actually liked her uh, her her fascinator look and her vamp look very much. Work. Yeah, I like her neon and her demon one. Those are my, my top two rose looks. Um, let's, and let's, she wore a lot of rose. I mean, she wore a lot of um, Casey, Casey Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah, she did a significant amount of Casey Caldwell in her um, in her presentation. Let's talk about um, yeah. Got Mick. I I, God, I, so I stand by what, I my, my new decision. She is the fashion queen of this season. Like she looks pretty consistently I mean, amazing. Honestly, though, like literally, so fucking good her fucking monster one like the ones that stand out to me her monster one her little black dress was so iconic that is so marco marco did that that's so fucking dope the monster one bob look at the monster one that is i just realized when she like squats a little bit her legs look like fangs or like teeth or something she she fucking killed it man yeah and and also this that polka dot look she did was bananas that polka dot moment was it. a full on bop, and also her final, final little rib cage chest heart moment. I mean, she works with some really great designers. I don't know how much of this. I don't know how much of this she had a hand in, but bitch serves in the final three. Marco Marco did the Hellraiser and the red one. No, oh yeah, yeah, oh yes. yeah, yeah. Marco Marco, did, yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying, yeah. Um, the Hell, and I don't think the Hellraiser. I like the red one a little more than the Hellraiser one. I also keep thinking back to when Peaches Christ did the Hellraiser look, and I loved it so much because Peaches Christ had this look where her titties were like chopped in half and like peeling oh, off. Work. It was really kind of iconic. Work. And yeah, she she wore really Marco. She wore the most. The designer she wore the most was Marco Marco. Yeah, yeah. She really turned it. All right, let's go into Candy Muse. My favorite look of hers was was the promo look. That promo look was great. My favorite was the beaded one. That beaded look, bitch, was I love how she just embraced her body and she had those nudes and the the it, it was majestic. Her her beaded her my tattoo candy looks are the beaded and her entrance look and then close third is her entrance in the in the boombox. I mean, I sorry, beaded promo. promo yeah, beaded promo entrance. My top. I'm about to say because the promo is a bop, girl. That promo is a and also yeah. I'm gonna wait. That mix promo was also phenomenal. So good. She just crossed every T, dotted every I. She really fucking did that, man. Okay, this is my controversial statement. Let's go into Simone. This is my controversial statement. Are you ready for it? Mm-hmm. My favorite Simone look was her bag look. That pink moment, I loved that look. Really? That's your... That's, that's your... I, well, I her do rag one was so good to me. Yeah, when I see the do rag, that's also great. Her white, her fascinator look with the BLM was also great. I don't know. Okay, I'm going back. It is now the do rag. <laughs> the do rag look is just great. So good. Yeah, it was really good. I love her do rag one. I loved um, my top three Simone looks. Do rag. Durag, I mean promo. That promo look with that hair, we've never seen that before. Gigi Good, welcome, welcome to the stage. Gigi Hood. Gigi Hood. Durag, promo. And then third for me would be the 
Medusa gold finale one. Can we give a big shout out to her red crimped wig during the pockets look? That wig. Iconic. Bob, sit your ass down. What's your top three? <laughs> and she, I told you, I told you my top, my top three, my top one is is the the do rag, and then I love the pink look when she had the bag, and then I'm gonna go with her. Um, I actually like her. There are elements I really like about it, but the, I like the silhouette and the beauty of this uh, black, her black and white finale look. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And she Perfect. wore a uh, Howie B the most. Well, Howie B and Michael. I don't know any Brambilla. designer. You know Michael Br- Brambilla? Yeah, it was, it's, it's Bramblia. He made, uh, he did Naomi's purple finale look. He stoned that. He stoned Naomi's work the world costume. Not dragging me for mispronouncing it. It's actually Bramblia. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all, y'all know Michael Br- Br- Brambilla? <laughs> Yeah, Simone. Simone did like a, a pretty variety. Like she did. Like for example, a lot of the other girls did like one person a lot. Simone shared the well. She like spread it out all over. It's probably stressful to ask a. Des- okay, here's the question: Going back to Drag Race, would you pay a designer to not design for anyone else? And is that shady? I think I think it's very strategy. It's very game. It's like it's very Survivor. It's like cutthroat. And I, I don't think it's shady. I mean, if 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 the, the the designer can say yes or no, if the designer's like, sure, you pay me twenty thousand dollars, I only make your stuff, and like it's for the, it's up to them to say yes or no. If, if they say yes to it, I don't think it's shady. It's like it's how I they want to do their it, business. It's giving someone work. It's probably making their load a lot easier. They don't have to make any looks that compete with themselves. You right. Know what I mean? And it's it's I think it's. It's, it's, a, it's a way to take care of the designer. You have to pay extra. I think, in my opinion, you should pay like an extra, like, I don't even know what amount you'd pay extra on top. Like, was like 10K on top of the outfits? Oh my God. Not when they trying to shortchange. That's crazy. People. What would you pay them? I'm not trying to shortchange anyone. I mean, it, it, it depends on the designer. Every designer is different with their rates and how they work and how they want to collaborate. So it's like, it's different with everyone. So you don't, you don't think they're worth $10,000? No. Not any one of them. I mean, I also, I mean, there, I have, there's a whole thing too with like a lot of drag race girls who don't want to pay designers and directors and photographers what they're worth. Like, it's a whole thing. Like, like someone, like, I remember talking to one girl and they were like, I'm not paying nobody to, I know, uh, $4,000 to direct my music video. And I was like, do you know how much work goes into directing your music video? Mm-hmm. They have to, uh, there's a month of work before the video. And there's a month of work after the video. You would have paid someone yeah. less than $4,000 to do two entire months of work on your music video. That's crazy. I mean, I I, I not. I know that some pe- sometimes you hire folks who do work and the expectation and what you're paying for you don't receive. And I understand being burned that way. But if you're getting good quality work and you agreeing to do this work with this person, then you should pay them. But if you had a bad experience, then you just don't go back to that person. And then you get someone who you want to spend that money on, you know? How much is too much to be spending on Drag Race, like a season? Like, what? what's like, is there a point where you're like, this is too much money. Y'all are getting wild. I think these bitches in this final finale probably spent too much money. What is that? But, what, but right, I mean... What amount is too much for a season? To win $100,000, I mean, at what point are you like, this is wild? I think that if you spent over $30,000 on looks, you spent too much money. But what if you win $100,000? 
I mean, sure, but then after taxes, bitch, you only profited thirty thousand dollars. But what if you are like, what if your looks are like serving, like, what if, like, imagine <laughs> this, your looks, you pay all this money, and you end up having like every one of your looks is like the top two of the week, like, imagine that moment. I mean, it could probably, it could probably can happen, but it's like. Ugh, girl, that price tag—that's crazy. You just—that is someone's down payment on their on a home. You just wearing on your body across television. To be honest, the idea of going back—I think more about it. The idea of going back on Drag Race is stressful. I always say I would do it, and it sounds fun. But the idea of actually doing it and like trying to gather these looks and Mm -hmm. like—I mean, I do. We're here, and luckily, I have one designer for we're here, and we who is. who was Domino Couture? Who um, put you and who, and who put you onto him? Thorgy Thor, literally Thorgy. Okay. Um, actually, technically, uh, it was a uh, Perfidia. Perfidia. But that was for a wig. In terms of costuming, it was. Um, in terms of costuming, it was Thor. It was Thorgy. Because I, I we were back and I was like, Domino made you this. I thought he only did wigs. She goes, No, girl. Domino does does the full fantasy. Um. Yeah. But. Anyway, that being said, I feel like um, it just it just seems so stressful. You know what I mean? Yeah, it does. Um, but this podcast is now officially two hours long. <laughs> it's not the longest podcast to date. It's okay. That's all fine. Um, and just and people are like, why do they call it Evie's All These Dragons? I don't get it. So the reason we call it Evie All These Dragons is when the season premiered um, uh, four score and seven years ago, Evie Ali did a tweet. She said, about to make some enemies here, but I'm sick to death of seeing the same designers work every season of Drag Race now. She said, do the dolls look amazing? Yes. But like, at what point are we just going to start crowning Diego Montoya and Bicala and, and instead of their mannequins? So that's why we <laughs> called it Evie All These Drag Race, and we uh, wanted to get that conversation popping about design. We still want to have a designer on the podcast. We just haven't done it yet. We need to get Evie. We need to get Evie to actually confront Diego on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I don't, I don't mind seeing these uh, designers uh, come back season after season. It's kind of like, you know, when you look at the Met Gala, um, it's the same I was just about to say. every year. When you look at it's the Gucci, office, Prada, Dior, Valentino. Uh, so what, why is Drag Race different? I feel like we have our network of people. And I was talking to someone who is working with like a lot of who styles a lot of uh, uh, these artists and, and blah, blah, blah. And for the music videos and award shows. Bitch, he's like, they are bringing screenshots of Drag Race and being like, I like this. So Drag Race is fully informing pop culture, informing bitches performing at the Grammys, performing your, some of your favorite artists in the music videos. They are literally bringing pictures, screenshots of Drag Race runways and being like, I like something like this. So they need to start giving these motherfucking designers their goddamn flowers. The Black and White Stripes, the Diego Montoyas, the Marco Marco. Well, Marco Marco has done major work with like a huge video. Like, so uh, yeah. But you know, they need to start doling out some more flowers to these designers. On are, you gonna, are you going to throw Rachel and Dombey into the mix too? I don't know that bitch. Are you going to give Rachel and Dombey her fucking dues and her credit? I don't know, Miss Thing. And we, we all know that it's just Utica's uh, uh, stage name. <laughs> her pen name? Her pen name, sorry. I, That's Utica. I, I, Rachel and Dombey. Rachel and Dombey. <laughs> 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 
I told miss- y'all not to let the smooth taste fool you now. <laughs> I'm going to miss doing impressions of uh, Rachel, Utica, and Olivia Lux. Lucky for you, you have your whole other purse first show that you can do it on, but not on here. Okay, okay. first of all, you don't decide what we do on here. And at that, I'm yes. deciding that we're that, we, that the, Yeah, you're right. We decide. Nigga, and not that, you I, either. And at that, I'm deciding we're done. The show's done. Okay, well, lucky for you, because I'm. Please um, cut his mic off. I'm going to do my own little thing. So well, you can you know, go. Bye. I'll tell, you bye. What, I'll tell you what, we'll see. We're going to find out whose word is the last one in the editing room. When this comes out, we're going to find out. Oh, Mitch is going to be sweating like a motherfucker finding out who to cut off. Yeah, it's going to be me, Bob. It's going to be May. It's a oh, cold it's the last one? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> you are so you are so ridiculous I am mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs>